Welcome to Under the Cardboard Box Podcast. This is episode 20. Episode 20. We made episode it. Episode 20. 20 episodes later. <laughs> My goodness, we've from, grown so much. From a spare bedroom to here. Yes. Yes. A lot of you didn't know this, but when we first started Under the Cardboard Box Podcast, please by goodness grace do not listen to episode one no we sound horrible it's the worst actually if you want to see our improvement then go ahead see or here 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 because (laughs) we didn't do video then either no 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 if you want to be tortured by us in episode one if you think you're being tortured now episode one will torture you even more and then you'll be happy to hear how we sound now right right exactly exactly Bro, it's good to see you today. It's good to see you. It's been uh, a week. It's morning. It's morning here. It's the afternoon, actually. It's but, the afternoon. But it's uh, daylight. there's daylight outside. There's daylight outside, yes. So as you can see, we're here at the studio. Still at the studio. Being central with the wall as yeah. much as we can because it's going away soon. It's going away soon, yes. And, uh, um, <laughs> so how you doing, bro? Good. Just uh, just hanging in there. Uh, just lots of work, as always. Um, and yeah. Okay. Well, Angel's in the studio again. Angel's here. Let's give it up for Angel. Angel. Woo! All right. Yeah, he was How are actually you, man? he was actually with me on the Twitch with us on the Twitch stream. Yes. If you joined us on Thursday, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, Twitch TV dots. I'm sorry, twitch.tv slash under the cardboard almost box. Almost had it. Almost had it, right? Almost it was like good. You were, were going to you were going to get it. It was you gonna know good. what? But it, was good. it practice makes perfect. It's so, fun. he was he was there with us uh and he was playing some Metal Gear. Uh, online yeah. as arnaldo joined us later and it was fun we showed off the lost tapes which you see here if you're uh here in the podcast uh, we have the lost tapes here with us at the studio go watch the video yes that is the indication under the cardboard box podcast yes <laughs> uh so <clears throat> we had a blast um you know we usually it's usually just us two and stuff so we had a different person in there it was angel's birthday that day so yes. you got a few people telling you uh you know happy birthday how old do you how how old did you turn 29, 29 the big 29 man you're nice. almost as old as metal gear you are as old as metal gear <laughs> you are so there you go man <clears throat> uh did you have a good time for your birthday it was good. It was good. It was That's good. good. All That's right. Good. Great. Great. So uh, it was fun. We got the lost tapes under the cardboard box has has it here at the studio. We are going to review it. Uh, you probably saw it at the beginning of the episode. Uh, you can catch that video separately as well. Uh, it's kind of our feelings of how we feel about the uh, whole package itself and the music and everything. Uh-huh. Um, we did say we were going to get it. So here it is. We we complied. Um how are you, man? How am I? Uh, I mean, I'm really tired today. Yeah. I'll be honest with you. Uh, when we were like setting up everything and stuff like that, I had to get a few screams out. Just yeah, to, of course. You have like, to. Warm up and stuff like that. We have not eaten. Support no. us on Patreon. <laughs> support us on Patreon for that. <laughs> Did you get it, by the way? I sent it over. Uh, well, um, it has not come in yet. <laughs> All right. But thanks for letting the fans. No problem. Know. Yeah. Anyway, we're just completely open with you guys. We have to be. Um. No man, I, I'm I'm doing okay. I I was I'm pretty tired from yesterday though. I started working pretty early, as you guys know. I work as a bike courier currently until I get another job, and even when I do get that one, I might do it as a side gig. Yeah, but um, I I do ride. You know, I don't know if you guys know this. I'm talking, you know, to the fans right now or to the listeners. Um, I ride from my house in the Bronx 
all the way downtown. It's a long, long way. That's it's it's a long, long way, and you know, so I'm pretty bushed from from just being yeah. over there, and you know, then I ride around there. Yeah, and so it, it's crazy because I had a couple of deliveries, which were one was a MacBook Pro, which was like nice, nice. Yeah, I know, right? It's just like, man, how do you, you know, what kind of person do you have to be? To not just buy a MacBook Pro, but pay someone else to deliver it for you. Like, you have yeah. to be balling. Oh, yeah. Either that or the company's paying for it. Oh, of course. Has to be. But, but yeah. And then afterwards, you know, after the, the day grew, grew wearisome, I forgot my spare battery. I, I rock a Note 4. Yeah. Um, I forgot my spare battery, and I was so upset about that because usually I, I have to change it out. Yeah, because I'm always on my phone because I have to be paying attention to either the internet or calls coming in or 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 whatever. And yeah, so yeah. I had to stop midway um, because I didn't want my battery to die while I was on a delivery. Makes sense. Yeah. So I stopped at a Dunkin' Donuts because I saw that they had a wall port, and I sat there for a while and I was charging my phone. And I said, "Well, I don't want them to kick me out." So I like I bought a donut. Yeah, and. The courteous thing to do. Yes, the courteous thing to do. Buy a donut. Um, I fell asleep at the Dunkin' Donuts. Goodness. I was that tired. I was just like out of it. And I woke up. I, you know, I, I woke up and then I just continued working for a little while more. Yeah, yeah. Uh, met up with one of my boys who works around there who was getting out with his fiance. Shout out to Chris, my brother, um, and his fiance, Arlene. Um. And, you know, we just hooked up and I went home after that. But I didn't get home till like four o'clock in the morning. Wow. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So that was pretty much it. Uh, that, that was that was yesterday. That, that was just yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. You know, but the entire week we could, you yeah, know, it's just long. It's uh, been a long week. Yeah. Uh, this. Oh, by the way, special, special happy birthday to my older sister, Melissa. Uh, I love you very much. I tried calling you. Couldn't get to you. Hopefully, if you're listening to this, I just wanted you to know I'm thinking Today's about Today's her birthday? You. It was yesterday. Ah, it was yesterday. April 1st. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Um, also want to give a shout out to uh, my fiance's brother, whose birthday was your same, the same day as yours, Angel. Yeah, yeah. So, Oscar, happy birthday. Happy birthday, Oscar. Cool guy. He, he is, yeah. you know, has a very much, he has a love for tech and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, he does. He does. He listens to the podcast, too. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. So, I don't have to flatter him too much. Then. <laughs> uh, he hasn't supported us on Patreon, though. No. No, no, no! Take that away. <laughs> we don't shout out. But Angel has supported us. On, has supported us on Patreon. Yes, Angel. true friend. Yes, thank you, thank you so much. <laughs> We're just kidding with you guys. Listen, we we love every support you give us. Yes, thank you. Know, you. Uh, you'll still be getting our content if you don't support us there. Um, so for our for my weekly uh unsponsored uh apparel, what do you? Today, really? I'm wearing my Breaking Bad shirt, <laughs> why my Heisenberg sh- Breaking Bad why shirt. Why don't you show the facts? Here you go. I guess he's going to stand. There you Can go. Can you see that there? I am the one who knocks. I'm the one who knocks. So, uh, I'm wearing my Heisenberg Brian shirt. Brian Cranston, bro. Yes, Brian Cranston is phenomenal. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. My favorite show is Breaking Bad, for those of you that don't know, and I am utterly in love with the show. It's uh, it's amazing. So you have the special like edition. I do. Barrel. I have the barrel. I have the no. special edition barrel, the complete set Blu-ray. Uh, I got it for Christmas. Uh, 
it's uh it's just a fantastic show maybe i'll bring it in one day probably bring it here has nothing to do with metal gear but maybe fans like you know aaron paul (laughs) aaron paul who plays jesse in uh in in breaking bad is going to be is going to be in the new final fantasy I'm just wondering where we're going with this. Oh no! I, it just went. To, it just it's got just to my like, head. It's, it's just, you're just throwing things they, in they, there now. Final Fantasy held an event called on Unveil or something like that, uh, hosted by Greg Miller and Tim Geddes out of Kind of Funny, and they revealed that Jesse is going to be the lead. Uh, I guess the lead uh, character. He's going to do his voice, um, which is crazy. It's it's for the for the movie. There. So you remember Advent Children. So they're making a movie now for Final Fantasy uh, 15. And yeah, it's pretty insane. It's pretty cool. I saw, I'm like, Jesse, what are you doing here, man? You know, <laughs> yeah, they, were, yeah. they were yelling at him, telling him to say all, all sorts yeah, of stuff. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it has to be hard to be like an actor or a performer and you're known for saying one thing. Yeah, yeah. And it's probably outside of your comfort zone. It you're is, just it is. like, I just do it for the show. I, I didn't want to... I didn't, I didn't, you know... I didn't mean for this to come out great like that. Yeah, yeah. So. Um, yeah, but, well, if you if you look right in front of us, we always... I don't know if you guys noticed this, just going back on, uh, on the road here. I don't know if you guys noticed this, but we always try to change these games around. We always keep part one and then and part one <laughs> part one for the for the nes but we always change one and, and angel has provided us today with the mgs legacy yes now i didn't know it had this many games how many discs are in here angel yeah one disc so all of this okay okay because yeah um there are a lot of games in here yeah it goes from metal gear one you know and then we've got metal gear two solid snake all the way to like the graphic novels yeah and even i didn't know this it even has vr missions vr missions mm-hmm. that's crazy i know i didn't know any of that um and it's and it's wrapped it's still in this wrap yeah it's still and it's wrapping till today <laughs> <laughs> halfway open come on man you gotta be a full-on man bro you gotta <laughs> gotta go all the way or mint condition it's no longer mint anyway uh but yeah we we try to switch it up uh if you're if you're listening you know you can watch us and uh we just want to decorate all of this with mgs uh we don't know how it's going to change once we uh once the the studio is reconstructed yeah yeah we might have to switch a few things up so hold you know bear with us for for a bit we'll be uh we'll be back with our original set we're going to try to change it up the best way we can to keep it original as possible but uh just know that uh brick wall is going away let's give it another hug you want to give it another hug okay if you're if you're listening we're about to give about to the hug wall, the wall a hug okay Ready? watch us on youtube let's go <laughs> all right so yeah, yep that that happened we don't have to talk about that we don't have to no don't watch us on YouTube anymore. <laughs> Cut that out. <laughs> news segment is filled. Yeah, uh, we, we do have some, some news today. Some interesting stuff. Actually, honestly. You know what? I'm looking forward to our codec conversation. Me too. Me where too. Where we will discuss some pretty uh, sketchy things. Yeah, absolutely. Things, but things that we have spoken about prior that we've... we've Literally, like, last episode. We, no, well, yes. We, we did speak about the last episode um, where we discussed... Did Konami does Konami deserve another chance? Right. 
we're going to be digging in even deeper today yeah. about that because there, there, there was a certain podcast by Game Informer mm-hmm. that we heard with the cast of Metal Gear. Yeah. That, very well done. Yeah, very, very well done. Props to you, Ga- um, Game, Game Informer. Informer. Mm-hmm. I was going to say Metal Gear Informer. <laughs> Game Informer. Props to you. Um, and I guess we will talk about that and more in the next segment. So, are you ready to start a show? Let's start the show. Let's go. The CB News. So, uh, for our Hideo Kojima news uh, this time around, like we mentioned before, there was a podcast. Uh, Game Informer has their weekly podcast. This time it was done a little different. Um, I love the way it was done. Um, it was a round table pretty much with all the cast, some of the cast from Metal Gear Solid 1 for PlayStation. Um, in that report, we figured out a few things from that, which we'll be talking about in our codec conversation uh, in our next sec- next segment. But Kojima, uh, he wanted Kurt Russell to voice Snake, Naked Snake for MGS3. Yeah, I believe that was his inspiration. For, yeah, for Snake, for Snake, yeah, and that—that's what he originally wanted. Yeah. Um. So, in a recent podcast from Game Informer, as we were saying before, uh, former Snake voice actor David Hayter, uh, which most of you know, he directed X Men Two. Uh, he's been voicing Metal Gear since Metal Gear Solid One. Um, he uh he shed some light on uh some of that stuff, and he said, "Quote." I had to re-audition for Metal Gear 3. To play Naked Snake, they made me re-audition to play Old Snake, and the whole time, they were trying to find somebody else to do it. I heard that Kojima asked uh, one of the producers on Metal Gear 3 to ask Kurt Russell if he would take over for that game. He didn't want to do it. End quote. Um, If you didn't know, Kurt Russell's character, Snake, Pliskin in the 1981 movie Escape from New York was actually one of the inspirations behind a famous protagonist, as you were saying before. Um, that's a that's unfortunate. It's very yeah. unfortunate. Yeah, but is it surprising? To me, yes. Yeah, yeah. To me, I would, very I would say a little, a little bit. Yeah. To me, you know, because we're we're so quick. You know, I, I've said it. I said it in the last episode. If you don't, if you recall, like mm-hmm. there are things that we see that are like in on the front lines but behind the scenes you don't know what's going on yeah yeah but eventually everything comes out of course you know if you if you dig enough yeah and to think that that this was going on it's just like i am surprised and then i'm not kind of a thing because i wasn't holding any expectation of course but what can you do uh like you said we'll we'll talk about that more in our codec conversation yeah which of course people can get separately on Thursday, yes, uh, on our YouTube channel if they subscribe to it, um, and then the full episode will be on Friday, where you can get our CB news and our Kodak conversation, uh, plus the crazy antics we do in the introduction. Hmm, yeah, um, but getting that was it for Kojima news. Getting a- straight into Metal Gear news, um, so we've got some new parameters here. Uh, here Very- we have. <laughs> <laughs> a look at Metal Gear Online class parameters for CQC plus a video to prepare you for survival mode. Okay? So, of course, the this is just breaking down more parameters as we come. They've been doing a really good job in these designer notes. Um, This is to better help you kind of choose 
which class is best for you. Yeah. Uh, now, this one's on CQC. Now, let me, it goes without saying, even the article says it, when it comes to CQC, the infiltrator is the king. This means the infiltrator is the quickest at doing everything that has to do with CQC. Even the infamous, famous Fulton Punch. <laughs> yeah. There's no other class with that. Um, when it comes to interrogating, they do it the fastest. When it comes to choking out, the fastest. Um, the slowest is, of course, the infiltrator followed by the scout. Uh, the scout's always the middleman. You know, we, we have... We have, a, we have a lot of things to consider here. Uh, if CQC is your way to go, you know, check out these parameters at MetalGearInformer.com and read more about it. Now, survival mode, the, the video kind of, it was kind of trying to hype you up. It was a teaser. Um, you know, if it's anything like the one we had in MGS4, um, then I'm sure people will have fun. Except survival mode in MGO3, this one, will be held every single day. Back yeah. in the day, it was just once a week. Okay. And there are certain people who have an issue with that. Um, mm -hmm. You let us know how you feel at under the cardboard box at gmail.com or write us in at, at UCB Podcasts on Twitter. Follow us there while you're at it. And then going on, we have the Art of Metal Gear Solid 5 book available for pre-order on Amazon. Um, I guess we'll be displaying the cover as we speak. Uh, but right now it's on pre-order and it'll be released uh, November 15th. That's quite a while away for $39.99 US dollars. Um, again, as I said, it's available for pre-order on Amazon. And I'm just going to read a little product description here. Um, witness the concept and design behind the genre defining science fiction military action and drama with the art of Metal Gear Solid 5. Um, chronic, uh, what? Chronicalizing the development of Konami, uh, Kojima, sorry, Kojima's production, Magnum Opus, uh, and featuring hundreds of pieces of never before seen art. This beautiful assembled volume is an essential addition to any gamer's collection. Dark Horse is proud to offer a piece of gaming history with the art of Metal Gear Solid 5. So it's going to have about 184 pages. The publisher, like I said before, is Dark Horse Books. November 15th, 2016 will be the release date. It'll be in English. Um, I don't know if you care about this, but the shipping weight is about 1.2 pounds. Uh, so if you're interested in picking that up, let us know. Email us. Tell us on Twitter. Uh, we want to know what you think about this. Uh, Heidel, what do you think? Are you are you going to be purchasing this this thing? Uh, not much of an art guy. I'm more of the music guy. So, uh, yeah. I mean, I'll see. Maybe. I mean, but you're you're the collector. Yeah, I can I, say I can say fairly enough out of you and me, you're the collector. Yeah, I like collecting things, and if if there's anything that I like collecting is Metal Gear. Mm -hmm. Uh, but um, I don't know. I'll think about it. Maybe it I, seems. I, I think I know why you why you're saying that. Why? Well, um. We won't talk about it here because we saved it for the review, but we'll talk about the tape then, right? Yes, we will. Okay. Yes, we will. Uh, now, this is, this is awesome news here. Metal Gear sale on U.S. PlayStation Store. Huge sale. Huge sale on every game they have available, um, including Portable Ops. Um, it's great, man. They went from like up to 75% off. You know, you can get 
you can get certain games. I'm sure we'll we'll have the the lists there and for more information and links even possibly. Uh, I I can zoom in on this. You you've got the Metal Gear Solid Five for the Phantom Pain on PlayStation Four for like forty dollars. Um, you know, of course with the Just fixing your mic here. Yeah, yeah. Thanks. A lot. I appreciate that. You got it. Yep. Uh, and now you probably messed it up more. Yep. Here we go. And it drops. Yep. Here. Why can't we have like that technical difficulty thing where it goes yeah, beep? Yeah. You know, like, thank you. You got it. Thank you. Okay. So, and then we've also have the full game for PlayStation Three, which is thirty three dollars. So, I mean, you can you can see a wide variety of the games here. Go check it out. Um, and and tell us what you're gonna buy. Tell us tell us what you enjoy. Tell us if you like this sale. Tell us if it's if you feel like it's a waste of time. Um, yeah, yeah. But I really wanna. Uh, I think. I think Konami has has something to do with just like trying to trying to you know give the fans something they like. Um, again, guys, we get all our information from MetalGearInformer.com. Check them out for all their articles and news. Again, that's MetalGearInformer.com. So we want we won. We run a weekly poll. Uh. Please follow us at UCB Podcast on Twitter to participate in these polls because your voice matters. This week, we asked an important question. We asked you fellas um, and gals <laughs> and gals. Yes, yes. And gals. We asked you, do you like quiet as the new DLC character in MGO? And the polls, the results are in 57% of you said, yes, love her. 36% of you said she's all right and only 7% of you said no not really. Hmm. Honestly, she's a great addition in my opinion. Yeah, you think so? Absolutely. I saw in the Twitch uh stream people were saying that she's OP, you know, she's uh, too much. What do right. you feel? What do you say to those to those people? I say that it's a give and take okay. because of the truth is is that she against Venom Snake head on if she's not, you know, doing her sniping, she's useless in a yeah. sense, in a sense, because not not useless. That was a bit of a, a harsh word. She is not as useful because she uses ranged. She has a pistol and a ranged weapon. OK, and so there's only so much damage you can do with a pistol and a, and a ranged sniper rifle. Me personally, when I play as her, I actually play as what I believe she's intended to be used as is as a support character. Yeah. You're not, you're not called to, to be on the front lines and shooting everybody and walking around. Although there was this one time, I don't know how he got it, but this one guy picked up, a uh, this, it was like a machine gun, an M six, three or something like that. I don't know if you remember that. And he just, and as quiet, he picked it up. I, he wrecked everyone. I don't remember that. No. Yeah. He just wrecked everyone because, I mean, you're moving around this quick with yeah, a yeah, big old with gun, thing, yeah. and you're just shooting people. Goodness. But but the reality is that's what she's she's good for for marking and and sniping if you're yeah, good at that yeah. type of stuff, mm-hmm. but not really frontier work, right? So that's what I would say, especially when her CQC or whatever we can call that, yeah, it doesn't really knock out anybody. Um, there's a chance, but against Venom Snake, just you know. You can hit him that many times, he probably won't get knocked out. So your best bet is to carry a tranquilizer when you knock people down, shoot them in the head. Yep. You know, but even that's a little difficult at times. So 
I don't think she's OP. I think she's balanced where she is. She's good where she is. Okay. So that's my personal opinion. Let us know at UCB Podcast. Follow us there. Our next poll is going to be which one of the new DLC maps is your favorite map. Let us know. Vote. We want to know. We will report it every week here on UCB Podcast. The Codec Conversation. All right. This week on our Codec Conversation, we are talking about our, well, not ours, but Game Informers podcast. So they recently just had a podcast where they hosted each and every one of the uh, voice actors for Metal Gear Solid 1. Some of them weren't there, uh, like Otacon. I mean, I'm sorry, like Ocelot, but uh, it was a phenomenal podcast. Uh, it, it featured David Hayter. It had Christopher Randolph, who played Otacon. Uh, Liquid was there. It was a lot of the cast members, um, and it was really, really well done. Uh, I enjoyed it very, very much. It, it gave insight into how Metal Gear Solid 1 was the first cinematic uh game where it like really translated as like a movie as a entertainment set piece i mentioned this before where i felt like metal gear solid one was was the original um for for those set pieces of um you know creating cinematics in in video games um you know it's obviously an opinion and stuff but there's a lot of people that share that same um same opinion with me and it's it's good to see that the voice actors are getting the fame as well because part of that was because of the voice acting in Metal Gear Solid 1. It translated so well into the video game as a film that I remember playing Metal Gear Solid 1 and thinking like, wow, this is this is an amazing game. Like, how is this not a movie? You know? Um, so Chris Zimmerman, who is the uh, voice director for uh, all the Metal Gear Solid games, uh, she's been doing it since Metal Gear Solid 1. Uh, she's done it for every single one and she was on the show. She was pretty much kind of like the main voice of the show and stuff. Uh, I have some, some notes here. Um, so it was hosted by Ben Henson and Tim Turry. Um, they, they're from, uh, they're from Game Informer and they had like a panel, I guess, uh, some sorts. Uh, it featured some, uh, voices that, we all love and they're well known. Um, so David Hayter, who plays Snake, uh, Clam, uh, Cam Clark, who plays Liquid Snake, Debbie Mae West, who plays Meryl, uh, Christopher Randolph, who we all know plays Otacon, and uh, Paul Edding, who plays Roy Campbell. Um, they also had Peter Lurie, who plays Vulcan Raven as well. What did you think about the podcast? <clears throat> I thought it was a, it was a, it was a time of nostalgia. At least for me, uh, and I'm sure for them as well. Uh, you know, all those characters getting together. You know, I I heard this growing up. I heard these people. You know, um, Metal Gear Solid One, Metal Gear Solid Two, yeah, Metal Gear Solid Three, Metal Gear Solid Four. Like through all of these, man, it was just it was exciting to hear that they could get together and they're like they still sound like their friends yeah you know their co-workers well i don't think they were together in the same room but no of course yeah. but what i'm saying is like they they kind of like they spoke to one another too, yeah yeah uh during the podcast and it was great to just see the chemistry even there yeah you know like uh you know and just hearing stories 
from people like David Hayter and 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 just like that they would be in like one room kind of doing this thing. It wasn't yeah, like yeah. a state of the art studio uh kind of a thing. It was just no, like this it was a, it was a place. house. It was like yeah. run down. Their break room was a kitchen. <laughs> like a run down kitchen. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And man, just to hear how they felt, how they you, you know, we we usually just see the the ending product. Yeah. You know, uh you know, we've read in many places that the voice acting was phenomenal and it it brought forth the beginning of cinematic you know gaming and stuff like that and it's like but what about the characters themselves the people behind the voices yeah um yeah and their work i thought it was really really well done on game informers part they i think they interviewed well yeah it was it was really well done i enjoyed uh the nostalgia part of it of course because they played like clips of the game and stuff while like they were introducing the characters and also while they actually did the voices while they did voices they yeah. did it themselves right yeah it was really good it was very well done questions <laughs> questions oh yeah that was <laughs> yeah um we'll get into that one but um i want to start with uh christopher randolph dude that guy doesn't need to sound he, he doesn't need to mask his voice at all i thought i was speaking without a con seriously on a codec. I, thought, I thought i was in the codec conversation was, yeah <laughs> get it yeah because i was I, like you know I, I was listening to it on my headphones and like while it was ringing in my head i'm like what it, what the heck you know yeah. like huey doesn't need to cover his voice at all how well hal and huey yeah yeah he's huey now but you know but you know what's funny about christopher randolph is that he auditioned for the voice of snake it's crazy who would have thought that he would have been the voice of snake right angel <laughs> look in my opinion um christopher randolph he you know no no like no harm intended or anything like that but like he sounds like a nerd you know yeah he sounds yeah, perfect yeah, no for harm. the role i can't imagine him as anyone else in metal gear but otacon but otacon yeah i don't i think if i heard him in Meryl. another game <laughs> M- Mer- i don't like to waste bullets <laughs> shoot r- rookie <laughs> what are you doing shoot <laughs> you know it's like um yeah yeah it was it's just like i couldn't imagine him if i hear him i, I was i don't know if i said it already but i'm gonna I'm say it again because maybe you cut me off but if i hear him christopher randolph in another game i'm just gonna be like that's otacon you know, yeah, like yeah. why is Otacon in Crash Bandicoot? You know, like <laughs> Crash Bandicoot, yeah. <laughs> Dude, seriously, he sounded just just like him. Everyone else, you know, they have a certain like genuine to their voice and stuff. But with Christopher Randolph, man, like you didn't need to do anything. You didn't need to strain right. your voice or anything. He like, just talks. He just talks, like seriously. Um, someone who I found who's very, very uh, talented is Paul Edding, who he plays the voice of Campbell. Yes. Man, he is fantastic. Like, he can mask... His voice sounds nothing like uh, Roy Campbell. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. He was just like, yeah, you know, I usually sound like this and stuff, so I had to mask myself and uh, yeah, yeah. snake. You know, like, it was it was very good. Very, very good job. Excellent snake. Yeah, yeah. H hasn't slowed you down one bit. <laughs> you know? So, I, I know you, you like this game a lot because you could... You, you can really recite, like, almost any line in Metal Gear Solid 1. Um, so I know you enjoyed it a lot, like hearing, hearing them yeah. say the stuff and whatnot. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it really brought me back. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah lo- lots of insights, lots of tidbits. Uh, we know Chris Zimmerman was once married to, uh, the voice of Ocelot 
who is uh, played by I got Pat- you right now Patrick Horn. some Patrick some, Zimmerman there Patrick so, Zimmerman yeah. there you go there it is still has Chris the last Zimmerman. name Patrick um, Zimmerman so we we found that out you know which is probably just a small part he wasn't on the podcast but we also found out that for any little thing that they had to do any little change in the words or anything because it you know it's hard when how they get it is the japanese version comes out first right uh they're already done they have in-house studios in japan and then they send it to america where they have to do the english voiceovers so all you could see is just probably like their face going and their mouth opening you know left left and right and stuff so you have to mask it to like the way they're moving uh just to do those overdubs so you know, David Hayter uh, in the podcast, he said that he wanted to change some words like, hey, what do you think about this and stuff? Had to go through like a million and one people. <laughs> you would have to wait 15 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Just, and usually they would say no. Yeah. If you're listening, Haido's doing his Japanese impersonation, which always starts with a, oh, and then that translates to no. No. Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. They give like three sentences and that's just a no. Right. Um. You know, yeah, David Hayter would be like, hey, can I say it like this? I think it would sound cooler or, or yeah, something yeah. like that. And, and yeah. they would be like, yeah, yeah, let's go check. 15 minutes later. No. no. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, I mean, and, and some of the stuff like she wanted to change, like the bromance in the ending of uh, Metal Gear Solid 1. If you if, if you if you let Meryl die. Yeah. Yeah. The ending with Otacon and Snake together. Um, I thought they look it made it look kind of weird. Uh, they felt like it would look kind of weird. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so uh, she was like, "Yeah, can we change it?" And because in the Japanese version, it was like, like that set kind of in bromance. stone. It was it. bromance. Yeah, at that moment, <clears throat> I guess because she saw Snake as like this non macho, macho yeah. kind of mm-hmm. guy. Like you would expect that from Huey or Hal, rather Hal, um, but not from Snake, kind of yeah. a thing. Yeah, but that's how they decided to do it. Yeah, Christopher Randolph. You know, they asked him, "What scene do you are you get most?" Uh, like request fans, to, request to, say to say and it's the one where he's with um this love bloom in the battlefield um this love bloom in the battlefield so yeah. the one you know with sniper wolf like he always uh is 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 uh, a real fan of that scene which is really well done you know like i was when i was listening to it back again the music and everything like the snow falling man that was such an epic scene uh everyone in in that scene just um did a stellar Popped. stellar job yep yeah although it was just two of them really yeah yeah of course you know even though even though snake was like kind of like you know he just killed her you know like well she was well he put her out yeah he put her out yeah because she was dying so um and then the 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 wolves coming in and stuff like it was just like it was really really well done it's it did set up the whole cinematic kind of perspective in it yeah yeah you know and like chris zimmerman said she said that it you know you have to allow the actor to to go into that place you mm-hmm. know you have to allow them to to get you, emotional you need to give them the space kind yeah of a thing um and christopher randolph did a good job because he had to like you know do the crying and yeah. stuff like that and it's his first voiceover work you really? know he said yeah it's his first voiceover work yeah, so he's yeah. like he's like man you know like i'll do it sure um an interesting character that i i think we all enjoyed uh the person who plays liquid snake who is cam clark he is a character <laughs> yeah um he's he's hilarious you know they, they showed the um they well he heard the, the uh the podcast in the podcast they they put like one of his scenes 
um, something something brother and he's like man that guy is awesome yeah, we yeah. should get him on the podcast yes. <laughs> <laughs> you know which is funny and then they also had him say uh, do you like my sunglasses <laughs> which is I know Angel's favorite um, dialogue in by the Metal way Solid. the reason we're saying Angel twice we said it twice already he is in the studio with he's us. in the studio here with us he's just behind the camera unofficial I'm, camera I'm looking right at him and he's just I don't know what to think of how he's sitting <laughs> yeah. moving around don't move the camera <laughs> um look so it was it was a very interesting podcast i think what we all got from it was nostalgia of course and some insight as to how they were but We've i think got some major insight here. major insight we got yeah and it and it pertains i'm sorry i cut you off sorry and it pertains to our last episode i'm sorry happens all the time <laughs> jerk yeah um and it pertains to our last episode. Yeah. Where we discussed, does Konami deserve another chance? Yeah. If you haven't heard it, go ahead. Here, episode 18. Episode 19. Episode 19. Sorry. It's okay. Episode 19 on our YouTube channel um, or on Podomatic or on iTunes, wherever you get it. Uh, and let us know what you think at UCB Podcast. But David Hayter, yeah. um, as we said in the CB News, um, he was not going to be the original voice uh, for Solid Snake. Um, Hideo Kojima, Hideo Kojima, we want to get that. Not very clear. Konami. Um, he wanted Kurt Russell to play um, Solid Snake, um, or, or well, Naked Snake in that in that sense. But he, I think, he wanted a big budget movie character to portray his Solid Snake. In my opinion, over these past years, I thought Solid Snake and Hideo Kojima were like bros. Like David Hater. David, sorry, um, David Hater were like bros. Like, whoa, you know, like, like this you, is my rock star. This is right yeah, here. this is this is the guy. I think, like David Hater put it, he didn't like the that David Hater was getting all the uh, attention. You know, everyone was going up to him, asking him the questions and stuff. Um, Hideo Kojima is a pride, prideful man. You can tell. We are we're learning this. Yeah. Yeah. And he he didn't like that uh David Hader was getting the attention. You know, maybe he didn't like it, as as David Hader put it. I mean, would that really Because if you put a big action star like Kurt Russell, yeah. he be, it would make no sense because then he would be getting more attention. Exactly. I think I think Hideo Kojima just wanted his game to be big budget, big, big game with all these main actors and stuff like Look at Kiefer Sutherland. Um, he's in the game. Yeah. Uh, so, insight about that, David Hayter didn't even know um, that he was uh, being X'd out of the next Metal Gear. Supposedly, he went to an event um, and a Metal Gear, uh, I guess, uh, person worker that was there met up with him and stuff they were there and he's like hey so just let me know when you want me to go in for some vo um i'm ready to go for the next metal gear so you know metal gear solid 5 and stuff and he said yeah i i don't think we'll be needing you this time so i think we're gonna go in a different direction i think that was his yeah we're gonna go into a different direction right yeah for metal gear solid 5 yeah um Never got a word that, hey, from Kojima himself or nobody saying, hey, you're not going to be the voice here. It's kind of it's kind of whack when you're like, 
you've been the voice of Metal Gear. You know, like every time someone tries any YouTube parody online is trying to mask David Hayter's voice. I mean, it's the only voice we've had. It's the only one we've had. I, you know, except for that one. I forgot who the voice actor was. He did it on <clears throat> um, whatever that monkey game was. Uh, Ape Escape? Ape Escape, yeah. There, yeah. Was a, there was a segment with Snake in it. Uh, yeah, it was a different voice actor, yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, we'll get into that. But, <clears throat> you know, but what was even crazier was what he mentioned before, that he had to re-audition for the future Metal Gears. Every single Metal Gear he had to re-audition. He had to re-audition for, you know, Metal Gear Solid 3 and Metal Gear uh, Solid 4 as Old Snake and... It was just like he he went into depth saying that there were a lot of times where they would try to find someone to match his voice. Yeah. And so I you've got to ask yourself, is this more than just an attention thing from on part of Kojima mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. was it something more personal? I don't understand. Um, you know, if someone's doing a great job at it, why would you want to replace him? Right. You know, and so, you know, we spoke on the last podcast saying, like, you know, we don't know what the truth is, if Konami's all to blame, if Kojima has some blame, we don't know where to place it. But it doesn't seem like in in our in our in my in my fair and honest opinion that Kojima was a team player in a lot of things and he made a lot of people upset. Yeah, for sure. You know, unreasonably upset that 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 would be. Um, you know, and we're we're out here. We all we see is that Konami kicked out Kojima. That's all we see. Yeah, right. You know, but by David Hayter's confession, you know, as we see as this iconic voice for Solid Snake mm-hmm. and, and Big Boss in the beginning, mm-hmm. it's just like, man, you you didn't treat some of your people well. Yeah, like downright unprofessional. Yeah, like man, if someone were to work, if I were to work with someone. That has been so influential in my games. Like nobody knows who the Japanese actor is. Even in Japan, they know who David Hayter is. You know, like they relate more to the American Solid Snake and Naked Snake more than they do with um, the actor from Japan. Um, you know, I, I want to get his name just so that I can quote him uh, better. But it, it's it's frustrating. Uh, Akio Atsuka, who is the Japanese voice actor for Solid Snake. Um, and Naked Snake, you know, it, it's it's frustrating. Like, in my opinion, man, I would be like, hey, man, listen, uh, this time we're going to go a different direction. You know, you've been the voice of Metal Gear, um, but I have to let you go this time, you know? Like, I, th- it happens all the time in business. It happens all the time in Hollywood. Right. You, you, don't, owe, you don't owe them, you Anything. know, that much. Right, exactly. Of, but, I mean, at least be professional about it and don't burn bridges. Don't burn the bridges. Because why? Um... <clears throat> they asked him the question, would you ever work with Kojima again and stuff? And he flat out said no. He said he has no relationship with Hideo Kojima. Actually, he said, he said it more like this. He just said, I have no love. Right, yes, yes. For I have no love for Kojima, yeah. But you know what? He would work for Konami. He would. And he, sa- he said, you know, I hope, heck, I'll, I'll work with them. I'll do, I'll do the next game with them. That's, hey. That's, that says uh, volumes, though. That you does speak I mean? a lot of volumes, That yes. means that Konami, you know, I don't want us to sound like we're like really siding with Konami in terms of like being fanboys in that no, sense. No, of course. I, I don't I want that extreme fair. to happen. But I'm I'm trying we're looking at this from a a really uh um what's the the word objective perspective. Yeah, exactly. Um it's like 
if you're willing to work for a company again, even though you were let go, essentially, that means that company treated you well. Yeah. That they, you yeah. know, it's like, it's like, for instance, you have a job and you need some time away, right? Let's say a couple of months and you come back and ask for that same job. If they give you the job, it's because they enjoyed the way you worked. Yeah. Okay. They enjoyed the way you worked. Okay. Right. So in this sense, it's like he wants to work for the company again, mm-hmm. but not for the for the producer who made Metal Gear. Right. right. Makes and sense. That, that says a lot. So it's just like our question to you is now, now that we've, you know, we've said this interview, we've mm-hmm. we've uh, we've laid out these points. You can check. I think if you can put the put the link for the interview. Yeah, I'll put I it. I mean, I'll put it in the show notes. Yeah, I guess check it out for yourselves. Give your own opinion about this in UCB podcast. And let us know what you think. Um, follow us on Twitter, and um, we, yeah. we look forward to hearing from you. For sure. Um, look, I just want to say that it, it, it's been it's been a great ride and stuff. And you know my opinions already on Kiefer Sutherland and how he did in Major Solid Five. He sucks. So I just want to say that you know David Hader he is didn't do that bad. I'm just saying it because you <laughs> said he sucks like under your voice. I'm he didn't do that bad. Okay, that's your opinion. But um, that's your opinion. Yeah, you're right. right. So I look. If Kojima were to ever work with, you know, any actor or whatever and stuff, American actor, at least, you know, like he should, he should really look into how he treats his, <laughs> the people that work for him. Because honestly, you know, David Hayter has been so influential in the Metal Gear series. Like they've been so, you know, like people have been so nostalgic with him. Like, man, like, oh, David Hayter's in this. Oh yeah, I love him. You know, Snake. And he's actually been he he acted in Metal Gear Solid 4. You know, like he's been there. You didn't see the the Japanese actor in there in that game. You didn't see him. You saw David Hayter. Well, I mean, they were all the American actors. To be fair. To be fair, yeah, you're to right. Be fair. To be fair. You know, I'm but you war has changed. <laughs> you know, like like I love that commercial, man. It was amazing. Isn't it? <laughs> to, it's an, to Michael. To Michael. To Michael. Is it yeah. Michael? Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. That was the PlayStation commercial. Isn't that what we're talking about? We're what talking, talking about Metal Gear Solid 4, dude. But are you saying his portrayal as Snake in the commercial? No, 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 man. In Metal Gear Solid 4, uh-huh. they were interviewing David Hayter. Remember the beginning of the game? Oh, yeah, yeah. There it is. <laughs> Let your dreams uh, find, find you. you. He's and he's like, like uh, what I, does I, that I, mean? No, he was like, I, I never actually said that. <laughs> he's, like, I never, he's like, words from David Hayter. <laughs> you know? <laughs> and, like, it wasn't... It wasn't uh, the Japanese voice actor. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. So, hey, show some respect. Anyway, um, we have to wrap it up now, but uh, I just want to say, listen to the podcast. It's very well made. Metal Gear Solid 1 has been the influential game for uh, a lot of games. You know, you could see a lot of directors and producers say, we relate to Metal Gear Solid 1 when we do our voice acting and stuff, you know, so uh, listen to it for yourself. Uh, with that being said, it's trivia time. Who's that? All right, it's trivia time. So how this works, every week we go uh, and ask questions to each other, uh, dialogues, series of dialogues in any Metal Gear game. Uh, this time is my turn. Last week, Arnaldo tested me. This time is my turn. Uh, are you ready? Yep. Until today, I've only lived for myself. Survival has been the only thing I cared about in my life. Can you repeat that? says, until today, I lived only for myself. 
Survival has been the only thing I cared about in my life. That's a that's an interesting one. Can you read it again? Until today, I've only lived for myself. Survival has been the only thing I cared about in my life. Man, that's I don't know why I'm thinking of Psychomantis when you read that. Say it one more time. Until today, I've only lived for myself. Survival has been the only thing I cared about in my life. Huh. Try not to make a lot of uh, blank noise. Until today, survival has been the only thing I've cared about in my life. Okay, uh, I'm probably going to get this wrong. Christopher, you let me know if you got it. Uh, I'm going to go with that Psycho Mantis part after you kill him. No, no, I can't because when he opens up the briefcase, he says, this is the first time I've ever used my powers to help someone. Funny, it feels nice. So it, it wasn't Psychomantis. Until today, survival was the only thing I've ever cared about in my life. That could be something Raiden said in part four. Okay. Uh, hmm. It's a good one. And I'm dragging this out because I'm still thinking of what to say. What do you think, Angel? No? Nothing? All right. All right. Nothing. Angel's in the studio still. Until today, survival is the only thing that I've cared about in my life. Okay. I'm going to go uh, with... Raiden in the in the airplane in Metal Gear Solid 4 um, when he's speaking to Snake I know I'm wrong but I have to give if I have to give an answer so there it is final answer where? in the plane final answer? final answer wrong that is uh, Metal Gear Solid 1 Wanted to do a Metal Gear Solid 1 since we were talking about the cast. Uh, Wait! No! I know who it is now! Meryl talking to Snake in the ending of Metal Gear Solid in the end. So, yeah, there you go. Yep, there it is. Yeah, wanted to play some, uh, you know, some, some good stuff Tribute too. to David Hayter. Yeah. Yep. All right. Thank you for listening and watching our podcast. Remember, our podcast uh, comes out every Tuesday. Just search for Under the Cardboard Box podcast on any podcast service. Consider supporting us on patreon.com slash UCB podcast to make this mother base grow. Supporting us unlocks our audio and video content before anyone else. 
Listen, if you have no money, no problem. We break down the Metal Gear news and the Codec conversation each and every week and post a full episode on YouTube every Friday. Come join us. Uh, every Thursday at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, we do our Twitch streams. You can catch that at twitch.tv slash under the cardboard box, all one word. Want your questions, comments, or concerns answered? It can be featured in the next Codec Conversation. Just email us at under the cardboard box at gmail.com. Also, like our Facebook page and join our community group. Just search for us and become part of the discussion. Lastly, stay in touch with us. Following us on Twitter at UCB Podcast for even more under the cardboard box and Metal Gear Solid updates. We are UCBP and we are signing out. And that's our show.